0: Stalker, giant, stalker, dragon, stalker, crip, stalker, demon, stalker, riff, stalker, gron, stalker, grip, stalker, scourge, stalker, wind runner. I'm a pony lead skill
1: hunter. Lifestealer. That's just the cost of being awesome. Welcome to episode two hundred and thirty-four of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark Brew in the Brewhall and the Brewhall on Twitter. I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild and at Delirium Hunts on
2: Twitter. <coughs> and I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, Blizzard Watch, and Bendak Wow on Twitter. Right.
1: Today is Sunday, February 21st, 2016, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch.tv. You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Saunders, is there to take your questions. Uh, we, have, we have, I'm excited about today's show. Um, before we dive into that, we do have one quick announcement, and that's just to let everybody know. That Artemis Howell has officially left the podcast and World of Warcraft to pursue her interest in esports and Heroes of the Storm. And we just wanted to say thank you, thank her for all of her contributions to the show, reviving the WHU and wish her all the best. But, uh, she won't be back here, uh, anytime soon. So thank you, Artemis, and, and best of luck. And now, as I said, well, we do have a good show here. So, so actually, Take five here. I apologize. I've been sick all week, so if I sound <laughs> ill and uh, am stumbling all about, uh, I apologize. So anyway, like I said, we do have a great show for you today. And joining us this week is someone who I've been waiting uh, since BlizzCon to speak to. And this is going to be Shoot. He's known as at RoboSoloShoot on Twitter uh, from Huntersoloing.com. He is one of the great solo hunters in the game with many notable accomplishments, including taking down current raid bosses such as Tectus, So shoot, welcome to the Hunting Party Podcast. It's been a long time coming.
3: Hello. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's great to have you on here and I had the pleasure of meeting you uh, at BlizzCon. And we talked a little bit about some of your uh, soloing endeavors, which I'm sure many of the listeners are, are are very, very much familiar with. And I thought it'd be fun just to, once we had a good break here, to, to get you on here and just talk about uh, kind of where... Hunter soloing stands today. What it's, what, what, what where it is, and what kind of shape it is in terms of the game today, Warlord of Draenor. And I know you're also in the Legion Alpha, so we'll take a look at the uh, Alpha and the Legion and, and kind of see how things are shaping up for Hunter soloing uh, moving forward. But, uh, but to start, when did you become interested in, in, in Hunter soloing, and uh, what or who inspired you to to, to start taking this on as a, as a challenge?
0: Uh,
3: So I think it was, I want to say it was maybe about two years ago. Um, A lot of people remember that Ultraxian for, at the time, was kind of the white whale soloing. I don't think any hunter had done it. Um, A lot of people could solo just about everything in Dragon Soul, but that was just kind of the blocker that you had to get, um, you know, an additional person, at least one other person to do. and so. I think I was watching a stream of uh, Caribald, who was a really, really good soloist. He got world first 25-hero uh, uh, glitch king, and he was, like, back. He hadn't been back for a while, but he was back for some reason, and he was trying in And he was doing some really interesting strategy um, where he had a spirit beast, and he would dismiss it he would heal himself first, because Ultraxian was a really damage-intensive fight, so he would heal himself with the spirit beast, he would dismiss, he would pull out another spirit beast, and he had five spirit beasts in his stable. Um, and so I watched him, I watched him do this, and I was kind of somebody that did a little bit of soloing, I didn't have a lot of interest in it, um, but it was always something that I kind of did the easier stuff, and I didn't really do videos of it, and I didn't really theory craft about it or anything like that, but kind of watching him do it i was like i think i could i could probably do that because he had a one or two percent wipe um so i watched him do that and then i tried to do it and i got it um and i was streaming and it took me like um i want to say maybe 70 or 80 attempts but it was the real first boss that kind of kind of got me into um putting a lot of time in and just coming up with with crazy strategies and things like that so watching him kind of do that strategy which you can't can't do anymore um it turned into uh they removed that strategy because uh all pets share cooldowns now it was called stable stacking uh it was pretty pretty sad to lose it but, <laughs> but it is what it is so that's kind of what first got me uh into souling and kind of put me on the path that I wanted to go on for it right.
1: now with the little traction as you said that was one of the dragon soul uh bosses Now were you doing that um like during four point three or was that something you had to take on uh during Mists of Pandaria?
3: Uh, I think it was during Mists of Pandaria. I want to say it was just really, really difficult because the pulsing damage and really not having any any means to heal other than bandages and things like that and also the the boss itself hit hit really, really hard even on a tenacity spec pet. Um, so you had to time, you had to do a really well-timed last stand, but yeah, I would say it was, it was during mist from what I remember. I'd have to look at, I suppose I could look at the day when I first put the video up. That would probably be an indicator, but,
1: but, but it just sort of goes to, goes to this question when we talk about, um, extreme soloing, you know, how do, how do you determine whether or not something is too easy to be considered for extreme soloing and or too difficult to even attempt? I mean, obviously Something like, I would assume mythic Archimon, for example, wouldn't be, would be out of the realm of of possibility right now. But, but where, how do you find that sort of sweet spot to say, okay, yeah, this is something I should attempt and it would, you know, be looked upon as, you know, a real achievement versus, you know, all right, this is going to be too, too easy to do.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things I, I would say to look at um when you're kind of trying to figure out you know what's what's a good fit for you because a lot of people you know they might have not have as much gear they might have you know they might over gear something like you said so it's kind of tough a lot of the times to figure out what's going to be too tough for you other than to just go in there and you know give it an attempt and see kind of where you're at um you know current content is always going to be tough right i mean that's even with the best the best gear available that current content, unless you have a really um, you know, solid strat, that's just always going to be tough. That's always going to be the cutting edge, and that's always going to be what people are going to struggle on the most if they ever try that kind of stuff. But when it comes to older content, it's just kind of about going in and playing around with stuff and then, you know, maybe you start on 10-man normal, for instance, right? And then maybe that's too easy. You're just zerging everything. Everything's a zerg fest you're not really having fun with. It. So maybe you try 10 heroic, or maybe you switch it to 25. Um, and kind of just play around with it and that's what I did for a lot of tier 14, 15 and 16 is just kind of switch the difficulties up and see really where the the real challenges are so
1: so uh, does the flex rating now with the changes that they they added to to that how does that impact things does it does it make a difference or is it i mean is it really just normal heroic and mythic now or with the flexible you know Sizing where you can have as many, well, it's designed for what, 10 up to, to 33, I guess. I mean, how, do, how does that impact the difficulty of the of the boss when you go in there? Is it always, are you always at like a 10-man sort of Uh, uh
3: yeah, yeah, so mode. you're always at a 10-man. Um, You're always set to 10. And then for Mythic, you know, it's obviously 20 cap no matter mm-hmm. what. If you're going into like Siege of Orgamar or something and trying Mythic, you know, obviously Tier 14 and 15, that difficulty never was available so you can only do 10 or 25 um and it's just tier 14 and 15 don't don't scale flexibly it's just either you know 20 things in 25 are going to have more health and then the mechanics obviously change with heroic but those don't aren't flex in that sense
1: so when you when you go about how do you sort of figure out um these two we talked about you know the the difficulty of the targets but how do you sort of come up with some of these strategies that that you do or when you think about something you want to attempt to to solo i mean do you just sort of go in there and do some brute force trial and error or do you like how do you go about putting coming up together with a a solid strategy on how to how to tackle something
3: yeah some of it is some of it is brute force and you get as far as you can and then you know, the first problem you run into, whatever that may be, kind of just try and, you know, tweak your strategy a little bit, try it again, see if it works any better, you know, maybe try that a few iterations. If it, you know, if you, if you change your strategy and it doesn't work the first time, but you think you might have something going and you just kind of tweak it over time and, you know, come up with a game plan that works. And sometimes that's, that's a little bit easy, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes there's, you know, two three four problems you're running into and it's just a lot of a lot of brainstorming a lot of strategy tweaking and sometimes you really have to think um really really outside the box i would say that's particularly true for current content for older content not so much once in a while there's some stuff in there that you want to think of but yeah
1: cool and i know one of one of the videos you did um back in september i think was 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 tectus i mean is that the 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 strongest boss you've you've tackled uh this expansion or what's what's been the hardest thing you've you've done this expansion so far
3: i would say just based on the number of attempts um tectus was probably the hardest boss was i think 300 something attempts like 301 or something like that but um yeah it was really hard because i was right up against the berserk i couldn't make up my mind on um you know, how I wanted to get to the end because there are a couple of different ways you could really approach that fight. You know, you could do all the eight shards at once after the second split, or, you know, you could do it a number of different ways. And so I had a lot of really kind of heartbreaking wipes where I just couldn't make up my mind on what to do. Um, I also was lacking a really important trinket when I first started pulling the fight. Which wasn't a bad thing because it it allowed me to kind of nail the strategy down. And once the trinket, I got the trinket, everything uh, kind of everything just fell into place. But that was definitely the hardest, probably the hardest fight I've done, maybe overall ever. <laughs> it was well, a lot. Of, it was a lot of frustration. So,
1: well, well what trinket uh, did you did you get that you were missing?
3: Uh, so I got the I got the Archimon trinket, um, which gives your pet thirty more seconds uh-huh. on Bestial Wrath. And it also gives your pet a huge, huge flat damage increase. Um, so it, it allowed me to get out a ton more damage that I really needed and um, make it to the end of the fight. You know, without without having to worry too much about berserk. Right. And I my cooldowns didn't actually time out the way I wanted in the uh, in the killing attempt. They were kind of uh, delayed, but. It ended up working out the way that I did it. So,
1: and was that normal or heroic that you that you had done him on?
3: That is that was on normal. I am planning at some point to maybe give heroic go heroic a go sometime soon. Maybe um, getting a lockout is kind of kind of an issue for that because you need probably five or six people to to kill Cargat to get that lockout. But that was just one okay. I did back then. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so, um, I mean go ahead. I was just I was just going to ask what other bosses from tier 17 have you done so far like soloing?
3: Um let's see. So Korog, um Twin Ogron, um and then Blackrock Foundry, I'm 4 out of 10. Um hmm. Scromog, Gruul, uh Orger, and then Hands and Friends.
2: And you so. still think Tectus was the most difficult out of all those?
3: I would say so. Now that I kind of think back on hands and friends, it was very, very frustrating. Um, Cooldown execution on that fight was very, 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 very strict. So that was definitely probably 100-plus attempts as well. Um, easiest fight? Maybe twin ogre and i think i did it in like 10 attempts or something like that just because there wasn't a lot of executional challenges but yeah
0: so when you're planning these out now is the most of it is thinking uh you know lining up cooldowns with certain abilities uh including you know dps and survivability cooldowns or are, are there a lot it doesn't seem like there's a lot of kiting these days or you know or what what other skills are you using to get these guys down
3: Um, so you're right, you're right, there's not a lot of kiting, so a lot of it kind of does boil down to cooldowns. One of the things that I always kind of go by, at least when I think of my cooldowns, is we have two cooldowns that are available that we're using a lot of the time with tank pets. We're using Shell Shield, which is a 50% reduction that has a 12 second uptime on a one minute cooldown, so I always go by the logic of we use that really aggressively, and then Last Stand only has... Last Stand is every six minutes. It's a decent cooldown, but since it's only every six minutes, I'm kind of sparing with that one. So that's kind of the philosophy I operate on. And then at first, if something is just crushing my pet, even using, you know, Shell Shield or something like that, then I would, you know, just opt to pop both at the start. It, it, it is a lot of just figuring out, you know, when do I need to use a cooldown? Um, you know, when's the best time to do this type of stuff? So.
0: Yeah, and I assume the ring kind of gives you a, an opportunity to skip a couple mechanics that we didn't have at the end of MOP or the end of uh Oh Dragon Solar Cataclysm, whatever it was called. Is that is that coming into a lot of advantages this time, or is it basically just some extra DPS? It
3: is. It is a nice advantage. It's also nice because it nets you a really chunky heal. Um, If you're using, for example, for a couple fights, I'm tr- I'll t- I am try—I could try and think of every fight I've used this for, but I've used um, Supreme Mark of Doom, the Kazakh trinket, and it gives you a ton of leech. And so there's a few fights where getting a really big ring explosion, you know, that's giving you a ton of healing because that ring explosion counts towards the leech. So that's been kind of useful um, in a few cases with the ring. Other than that, I can't say the ring has done much for me other than the Just being that DPS cooldown, like you said. But that's the other thing I can think that the ring has done. Oh, there is one other thing. (laughs) So, um, it counts as magic damage towards Korog. Towards the shield. (laughs) The the most important part of beating Korog, and the hardest part of beating Korog, is getting the shield down so you can get into the phase where you can get that really big shield on yourself. And so, it's... That's that's one other thing I guess that you, it's pretty nice to have for because if you didn't have that ring explosion then you probably would never uh, get get to that intermission phase for Korog, but that's really really niche
0: right or you have to start soloing it as survival
3: I, that's <laughs> before before I had a lot more gear I, that was kind of one of the things I tried just because survival is basically all magic damage okay. so I did try that I just couldn't justify the uh, the intermission so yeah it's just too hard to live so
1: so uh in terms of pets i know like a spirit beast they they still have the heal i mean is that the the go to pet or what other what, what what sort of pets um do you find useful for for soloing
3: so right now there is the spirit wow. beast like you said and then there's the shell spider um which is the other pet that i would recommend using for beast mastery cuz it gives you two buffs um, it also gives you, you know, the shell shield versus the regular turtle it gives you no buffs, but it has the shell shield. So two buffs, no buffs, you know, it's pretty simple to, to figure out which to take. Um, but those are pretty much the two pets. There aren't really any other pets that you use for soloing at this point, just those two.
1: And then, and so what goes into deciding which one, when to bring, I mean, what sort of mechanics favor one or the other?
3: Well, the Spirit Beast, the Spirit Beast gives you mastery and the Shale Spider doesn't. Um, so the mastery, you're gonna do, you know, that's your best stat for Beast Mastery, so you're gonna do more damage. It also gives you the heal, so if you're in a fight that, you know, kinda demands a little more on the spot healing or spot healing, you're probably gonna pick that. Um, the benefit, of you know the, sh- the shale spider is that it has that really really nice damage reduction cooldown so it, it helps with the, the harder hitting bosses and a lot of the time when I'm like starting a current content boss um, you know I might opt to use that first just to see how well it takes the hits with the damage reduction over the spirit beast but it, it really just depends on you know whether I need the damage reduction or whether I need the healing more that's kind of what it boils down to <laughs>
1: And then, with in terms of healing, because I mean, obviously that's a big factor in there. I mean, what options are at your disposal for for keeping both yourself healed and, of course, the pet? I mean, we have healing abilities for, for the pets, of course, but 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 how do you manage that aspect of these encounters? Because obviously, if you have no health, <laughs> the fight's over.
3: Right? No, you're right. So you have um, you know you have spirit bond. That's uh, pretty nice, two percent every two seconds. So that's kind of keep keeps you afloat all the time. And then you also have something that. Uh, uh, I call it cherry picking. And what that is, is if you are in, in any fight with a lot of adds that are going to get low, you know, not adds that take a long time to kill down, then you can always kill shot them and get a heal if you, you get the killing kill shot. Um, so, you know, as, if kill shots, the killing blow, I guess is what I meant to say. But that will heal you for quite a bit. Um, and sometimes that double procs. I guess that's never been fixed, apparently. So <laughs> uh, that's that's something that's kind of nice. So so you have those options. I mean, you have obviously health potion, um, shield belt can be kind of a nice little buffer. Um, but those are those are kind of your options: kill shot, shield belt, uh, spirit mend. You know, healing potion. One other thing, I guess I forgot to mention uh, is. You can heal yourself a little bit more than normal uh, with Men Pet because Leech is actually tied to Men Pet Ticks. Um, so if you have Leech and you do Men Pet, you'll notice that the heal is going on yourself as well. You're having an extra mm-hmm. healing tick. That's what that's from. Um, so that's one additional way to heal that's kind of just some little bit of complementary healing. So it's kind of nice, but yeah.
1: So, I mean, you've talked about leech a little bit. So, uh, which leads to this question. What kind of gear is required to solo? And then are, are you looking to put together gear with, um, just the highest eye level? Is there a particular, you know, tier set bonus that, that's looks invaluable or are there, you know, some of these tertiary stats like, like leech and things that you're looking to build a set around something like that?
3: Uh, leech is really nice. You know, obviously, it's it's not easy to stack up a leech set. The best, you know, the best gear is just gonna always be the highest item level, and obviously, you want to try and get the uh, the tier bonuses too. And the fell is actually kind of nice because it can um, act as a it's what call what I call uh, ghosting. So uh, this sometimes happens with diaries too. But if you're ever soloing a boss, um, you know your pet dies, but you feign, and you have a dire beast up. Well, the pet, you know, the boss doesn't go toward you, but it goes towards the dire beast, even though your pet's dead. So, that same effect can happen with um, felbors. You know, you can feign, your pet might be dead, but as long as you have an active guardian, boss will go towards that first, you res your pet, throw a misdirect on it, and you're good to go again. So, that's kind of something else that's nice with that one-tier bonus, is getting that extra uh, opportunity to ghost. But,
0: yeah, that used to be a big part of uh, Snake Trap for me. Right. It's just a way to feign death and reset everything without resetting the boss.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you could do uh, you could do Snake Trap ghosting. It's not super common these days, but I did, I think back in the day, uh, Snake Trap ghosting on Helfus kind of bought you that extra second to get another cage open, from what I remember when I was trying it, so...
1: Let's see what else. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, <clears throat> I like the idea of. uh So, I mean, what other sorts of abilities then do you, do you take advantage of? I mean, obviously, you know, you have to maintain your 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 classic DPS rotation. But what else? I mean, I, and and again, the assumption here too is that you're running as Beast Mastery too. Is as, as the spec that there's really no no other way to, to go about
0: it,
3: just because. Right. Of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things, too, is Master's Call. I have a macro that's slash pet passive slash cast Master's Call. Um, is one of the abilities that I use a lot that I don't think... I mean, people use it a lot in PvP, I'm sure, but doesn't get a whole lot of use in PvE raiding. has occasional use, but... Um, and that macro, I call it the Slingshot Macro, basically what it does is it makes your pet go really, really quickly towards you. Um, so it's really good for boss positioning for specific stuff like play Shen. You know, if the conduit's gonna be getting charged, uh, and you don't want it to charge, you know, you just slingshot your pet over and you move with your pet over to the next one. So, Master's Call, um, is kind of a nice little, little thing to do that. Um, just kind of trying to think of some other examples of other abilities, um, that might be kind of, that you wouldn't use in PV raiding, that you might use in PV soloing.
0: Yeah, do you do a lot of like glyph trank shot, or are there any raid mechanics that you can uh, purge?
3: I wouldn't say you use trank trank shot a lot. Mo- my glyphs, most of the time, I kind of run with the same glyphs. So I usually go with misdirection,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, spirit bond, and men pet. That's kind of just the 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 general glyphs to go with. Um, unfortunately, the only real benefit I guess you're getting out of the glyph of, uh, Spirit Bond is the actual Spirit Mend. That's the only benefit you gain just because percent modifiers don't, don't work the way they used to. So it doesn't give you any benefit with actual Spirit Bond just with Spirit Mend when you're running that glyph. So it just gives you a chunkier, a chunkier Spirit Mend heal is all. But those, those three glyphs are usually what I run with and, uh, yeah.
0: You're
2: talking about the the glyph that, um, not the mending glyph, the actual one that removes um, magic effects from your pet.
3: Oh no, I was I was talking about the uh, the mending one. My bad. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking yeah. of the one that removes diseases and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was I was talking about the um, the one that just increases the healing done on your mm-hmm. pet, which is mandatory a lot of the time. Mm-hmm.
1: So I mean, on these fights, then <clears throat> what is it? I mean. You're doing a lot, obviously. I mean, so, I mean, the, the key is you, you're watching your own health. You're watching, uh, I mean, I, I guess we I got know. could you just sort of walk us through some of the concentration that you would have to do on a, on a particular fight? Like, what are some of the things that, I mean, just, obviously it's very different than if you're just in there as a ranged <laughs> DPS, you know, trying to not stand in stuff. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely walk you through, um, like an example would be like Tectus would be a pretty good example of kind of just how I went about doing it. Um, so Tectus, you know, phase one, uh, try and burn him as fast as possible. That was kind of the goal. Um, just burn him as fast as possible because he keeps spawning ads. So that's kind of what I was going for when I did that. Make sure that I have as few ad spawns as possible. Those also the managing the accretion stacks on Tectus was really big so in the second phase um, you know balancing balancing the damage on the two the two little guys because if the accretion stacks on Tectus get really high then you're going to take a ton of damage and you're never going to catch up so the toughest thing about that was just balancing the accretion stacks making sure keeping beast cleave up but also making sure that one of them does die and they don't just keep rehealing um but once the ads are out of the way from the first phase that's another thing with the first phase that was kind of a tricky thing is the big ad charging you and just creating all kinds of trouble cuz tectus when he's in his first form he doesn't he doesn't really hit that hard but then you have the big ad plus tectus the shadowed berserker or whatever the uh, big ad's called Uh, That spawns and that in combination with uh, Tectus just absolutely annihilates your pet. So, uh, what I figured out, and I didn't think I was going to be able to do this, I've kind of found it out by accident, is you can frost trap the big ads. I was always under the impression that you could only do that with the small ads, but you can frost trap the big ads. So I would frost trap the big ad, um, you know, kill Tectus as much as possible, and then just once I had bestial wrath, up, just crushed that ad in like two or three hits before it had a chance to do any real damage to my pet and have my pet die. Cause having your, having your pet die, especially during a bestial wrath, just it ruins everything. It just completely makes you lose a ton of damage, especially because if you're using that, um, that trinket, then you're losing 45 seconds of bestial wrath rather than just the 15 seconds. So that, that, has cost me pulls on bosses is just losing one bestial wrath, having my pet die at a really inopportune time. Um, but then anyway, going kind of fast forwarding back to managing the accretion stacks. So last tricky part of tectus and kind of figuring out what to do was, um, do I want to, do I want to try and kill those two shards and have them split into eight shards at once? Or do I want to try and deal with four shards plus, two shards. So that was kind of tough to figure out what I wanted to do. But in the end, I decided to have one split, kill those four shards and pop everything, including Stampede, and just try and tank it as long as possible. And I did have my pet die once, but having your pet die once, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't It wasn't that bad. I was able to recover. I just ran away, whereas my pet feigned and everything was back to normal. But that was probably the the crux of the fight, is killing those four shards. Then once I got over that, killing the second set of four shards wasn't, wasn't a big deal or anything like that. And I actually had a little bit of change in time left before the Berserk. But just kind of thinking about all those little things, each individual phase kind of being different and trying to plan them out... And then getting frustrated if you get really far, and then you just wipe for whatever reason one pet death. It can get really frustrating, you know, hundreds of pulls in. So, but that's kind of a little bit about my thought process, kind of in a ranty way. <laughs> hopefully not too ranty, but just that's my thought process about kind of how I went about that particular fight. So,
1: no, that's very cool. Obviously, you you, you know you're thinking ahead. And you you sort of have a set of expectations about what hopefully is going to happen and how it's going to happen within a fight and then you just sort of work to make it go that way and then as you said obviously there's always going to be some random little things that you know some you know it could be a very low margin of error for example as you say you know you lose your pet at an inopportune time and it can just all go to hell after an hour into it but <laughs> i yeah. guess that's i guess that's the life so well why don't we talk a little bit about uh, some of the changes that are coming in, in legion because you know the you guys are all in the in the alpha and uh since our last show Beast Mastery is now playable. So um so you guys have had a chance to see those changes. So uh let's take a look at some of the things that are happening and how we can talk about how the impact for what the uh impact on soloing, extreme soloing looks like uh moving forward in Legion, but uh I don't know, Bendek, do you want to talk about uh, some of the changes coming to Dire Beast? Cuz I think there's some good changes that they're they're planning for this this ability now.
2: Yeah, so Dire Beast it's the how beastmaster generates focus now so um basically it's got a 10 second cooldown so you're using it pretty much as part of your rotation and they've changed it now so that it's the dire beast doesn't have to hit the target to give you focus which is really nice because you know the pets aren't always reliable so basically every two seconds you get a chunk of focus and they are also adding a glyph that lets you use your stabled pets as your dire beasts. So that's pretty neat.
1: That is neat. That's kind of like the the uh, well stampede feed glyph. But I, I yeah, that was based off some feedback, I guess, from the community. Although I did read on your 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 blog post, Bendek, that was something that you were uh asking for, and had actually recommended that that exact change uh, for dire beasts to make it a little bit more customizable. And I think you had recommended they they implement a glyph that would basically pull from your stable which is what the, which it looks like they're going to do so hopefully that maybe they're reading your stuff and <laughs> listening listening to your feedback but i thought that was kind of, yeah it's kind of nice to know when you've got on the same wavelength at least of what, they, what they're thinking that I, I thought that was i was impressed that was cool but
2: yeah i think I just that's thought it was, i just thought it was kind of weird because how beast mastery is now you have like so many pets out and it just seemed like i'm like playing and there's all these pets everywhere but none of them are mine so just like mm-hmm. you know I, I just I think it's better this way. At least having the option. It is. Right, sometimes-
0: yeah. Go ahead. I was just. Gonna, it seems like one of the developers who was working on BM early on. It seems that was kind of his dream of the class was that you know I'd be oh just random beasts from the wild wherever mm-hmm. you happen to be at that time, which is fine. It's just a different fantasy than I think most Beast Mastery hunters have. And so having the glyph with the option seems like a great in or compromise.
1: Well, sure. It gives you the option to do either, either, you know, use what you have in your stable and customize it, which I think is great. Or if you, you know, sometimes I like the random pets because they're, you know, I'll get a pet out by my side that I may have tamed and but would normally keep locked away in the stable and and never bring out or, or one that I just never bothered to tame because I didn't have any room in my stable. So, so, so there's something to be said for having, you know, a random beast by your side. I like it at times, but yeah. But I think this is a this is
2: a great option. Really, we should keep people happy in that regard. Yep. And then they also mentioned that they're considering adding a talent that lets you replace Dire Beast with a shot. Um. They gave no further details, but I imagine it's. I mean, hopefully, it's not just a shot that does the exact same thing. Hopefully, it's like you know, a new way to generate focus. Yeah, because it's kind of pointless just to add a shot that does the same thing.
1: Yeah, that was kind of curious because they gave no specifics or details about what it would do. I mean, I, 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 I and you know, a shot, you know, by itself just seems kind of, kind of dull <laughs> relative to, to, you know, be spawning and, and attacking. So I, I don't know.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Plus there's all these artifact traits and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. are, that rely on dire beasts or do more damage with dire beasts. So I don't know how they're going to handle that either. You know,
1: unless it's going to be like a critter cannon shot or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It should be like, like flintlocks, flintlocks, uh, woodchucker, like, you know, but like the AoE version or something where just like a whole little army of things. <laughs> but <clears throat> it just seems strange that they would put in a talent to replace this, this ability since so much was centered around, as you say, dire beast, uh, for, for beast mastery. But how is it so far? Does it seem incomplete at this point or is there enough there to get a sense of how beast mastery is shaping up for, for Legion? Is it looking good?
2: It's yeah, it's incomplete. Um, there's a lot of rough spots, like a lot of the talents either don't work or not, are obviously not finished. Um, the rotation, it feels a little bare unless you take certain talents like chimera shot. It just feels like there's not enough to do, but, um, you know, I'm confident they'll work on that stuff. It's the overall, though. Like, I mean, I had fun playing it. Like, I have fun just going around and literally just throwing a never ending, like, stream of beasts at enemies. And, you know, it's it's fun. But, uh, there's a lot of technical problems right now. A lot with, uh, Haiti, too. Or Hattie, or however we decided to pronounce it. <laughs> I don't yeah,
1: know I we, forgot. Yeah, I'm sure what we did. Do we say Haiti? I'm not sure. And there probably is not a pronunciation, but uh, I don't know. You've done the artifact trait quest. Is it is it voiced over? Or is it all just written? It's just written. <laughs> it's just written. Say so maybe if they voiced over pieces of it, you'd, you'd hear you'd hear an official pronunciation. But uh, I don't know. We'll just have
2: to wait on that. Yeah, basically, Haiti is like you have no control over her right now. So it's and like you can't even stop her from attacking. Like even if you stop attacking, she just keeps going until you dismiss your pet. Because when you dismiss your main pet, and Haiti goes away too, which is nice. But I'm hoping they just make it so that whatever you tell your main pet to do, Haiti does the same thing. That would be the best solution in my eyes.
1: And Shoot, how about you? What are your thoughts on Beast Mastery so far?
3: Uh, it's definitely not complete, like Bendak said. I definitely agree. And a lot of people would definitely say the same thing. Um, right now, for me, from a solo perspective, it's kind of it's kind of rough around the edges. Uh, misdirection doesn't doesn't reset when you misdirect your pet and they haven't put glyphs in yet or anything like that. And that's pretty rough because I use that for about ninety percent of everything I solo. I need my infinite misdirection. And there is a trait that's called Hunter's Advantage. It gives your pet a thirty five percent damage reduction for the duration of the misdirection that you put on it. But the problem with that is that we already have pretty good damage mitigation cooldowns. And I feel like they didn't give you infinite misdirect partially because of that artifact trait. Um, But it could just be partially too, because it's very like BM just got released last week or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of bummed out that infinite misdirection is uh, not, not a thing quite yet because that is is really really big i would take infinite misdirection over a damage reduction version of misdirection any day it just makes everything way less less complicated and then master's call is gone for some reason that's kind of rough um i haven't heard anything about that on the forums at all haven't seen anybody talk about it or anything like that but it kind of just kind of another thing that's annoying to lose. And then there's Men Pet has a cooldown for some odd reason. I don't know why that is, but it just doesn't feel very good to have Men Pet have a cooldown. Um, It's just useful to be able to do it when you want to do it and not when your cooldown tells you to do it. So those are just kind of some of my early observations. But it is very, very early, and there are things that they are going to change, and they change dire beast once already the way the focus uh works on it how much focus it gives back and like Bendix said they're planning around it. you know maybe they wanted to hear him in, uh input on a shot but i'm not really sure that that's what beast mastery needs and a lot of people i think feel the same way about that i don't think that's what beast Mastery needs the dire beast themselves i don't think there's anything wrong with that them i think they're you know it was kind of weird with them just being random, and I think people have a good point about the class fantasy, but at the same time, I don't think they're... What's wrong with the spec? The spec just feels kind of empty, um, really. I mean, you know, picking Chimera, even picking Chimera Shot it just feels kind of empty and unfinished, so just some of my thoughts on it.
0: I think there's a few specs that are designed around having downtime, and if you use your downtime well... You do better. You get you know more damage, more output. And with BM, it seems like you have downtime, but there's no benefit to using it well or to choosing when to use it. It's just kind of part of the rotation, and you're stuck with nothing to do, which I found frustrating at best. Yeah,
3: definitely.
1: So you're just saying that there's a point where just pretty much everything's on cooldown, and there's not much else to
2: do. At yeah, that
0: or you know what you have to do would mess up something else if you yeah. used it
2: hmm mm-hmm. yeah basically okay, it comes like, down to okay. you, all your stuff's on cooldown you could cast cobra <clears throat> shot but you probably shouldn't because if you do then in two seconds when kill command's ready you couldn't use it or something like that
0: yeah
2: so you're kind of left in these weird like one to three second periods of time where it's like uh, do i do anything do i not do anything and it's kind of like i don't know maybe they can i don't know it's 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 weird it's because it's not if you look at like the raw number of abilities between current bm and the new bm they're they're about the same but for some reason it feels like way less i don't know
0: yeah i heard somebody mentioned that it they felt like they didn't have many buttons as bm and i felt like compared to uh mm especially you really only hit the three main buttons and bm at least you're hitting more buttons
2: Yeah, BM. It it they do. There's still a lot of buttons. It's it's just weird how empty it feels. I guess because a lot of the buttons are like longer cooldowns. Maybe like BM has more DPS cooldowns than the other specs. Like you get three cooldowns like up front without even picking talents. You get like that first artifact cooldown, then Beast of Wrath and Aspect of the Wild. So you just got all these cooldowns, and you got your short cooldowns like Kill Command and Dire Beast, and then Chimera Shot and it's kind of like whack a mole. All these buttons coming off cooldown—you're just hitting them.
1: And then the damage. I mean, there's been—I assume—damage. Really thought about the damage tuning at all? So I mean, while it's always worth paying attention to, we're not even. Sure, I mean, is it clear what the the rotation um, is going to be? Or, 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 yeah, not at all. You know, you know what I mean. So. I mean, it always sort of comes down to, I think, like a priority rotation with these these specs, but until we see, you know, what the damage output is for any given ability,
2: it's hard to know the exact order in which you, sh- you should do things. <clears throat> Another thing I want to mention that Shoot brought up was Master's Call. Apparently that is now a survival-only PvP talent. Really? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's... That's that's tough, but at the end of the day you could still just i guess pet passive macro you just won't have that extra extra movement in there, which would allow your pet to dodge like a swing or two if you did your slingshot macro correctly, so that's kind of a bummer,
0: but mm-hmm. yeah, but well, I mean, even in outside of soloing in normal raiding, to be an effect effective at target swapping, especially when there's a long range or something I, I yeah v m hunters need master's call to. That's that's their damage. If they can't, you know, wait ten seconds for the pet to move. Yeah, so, yeah I'm good. not sure how how you'll get by in a you know fight that has a lot of priority targets and swapping.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, that was it's a good example of like pet management. Like the original article that Blizzard wrote about the new Beast Mastery was like they want more emphasis on pet management, but they never gave mm-hmm. us any tools to do that. They actually took away tools.
0: Oh. Yeah.
2: So.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say everything seems to be on on automatic for the most part. I mean, the dire beasts. I mean, you don't really control those. You don't control your stampedes and and even the the Haiti or I don't know, I'll call her Haiti. <laughs> yeah, Haiti. <laughs> you know, you said you said she's just she's just kind of there. Um Correct. I mean, have you gotten far enough with the artifact traits? I guess you haven't seen everything. Wasn't there one though? Eventually, was going to have her use kill command or, right. or and him, beast cleave and beast cleave yeah. and all that has that sort of been implemented or just not far enough into it to not to enough. See, see that
2: no way to get artifact power enough or enough artifact power to get that yet. Um, maybe you could, but it would take you a long time. So I'm not going to do that right now, but we're going to wait till they give us pre-made <laughs> with artifact power. But like I said, Haiti, they just need to make some way to control her. Um, like, I, like I said, the simplest way I think is just, Haiti hey, should just do whatever your main pet does. So, like, pet attack, pet passive,
1: mm-hmm.
2: even, like, defensive assist and passive stances. Like, it's just, you know, do the same thing. I mean, and for you, Shoot, as you're,
1: you know, soloing things, does, you know, having these pets that you maybe don't have control over, is that, that a hindrance for you, or does that not matter? As that much?
3: definitely, that definitely is, um a hindrance it can be a hindrance i haven't honestly i'm i'm kind of in the same boat as bendak that i'm probably gonna wait till there's just 110 premades um available to try and do a little more soloing i am leveling a character but i've had you know one thing after the other happen in terms of one character got stuck this one got in a death loop so i haven't (laughs) had the opportunity to get get all the way to 108 but um yeah it, it is kind of a hindrance because movement, movement is a little more important than you would think with soloing. Sometimes it can be really, really key positioning. Um, the one big thing that I'm kind of wondering about, because you guys were talking about that one golden trait where Haiti mirrors all your things, is new spirit bond. The way new spirit bond works is that kill command is 15% of the damage you deal. Or 15%... 15% of the damage you deal on a kill command, excuse me, uh, is goes towards heals, towards healing you. So with that trait that makes Hades mirror everything that your normal pet does, I kind of wonder if Spirit Bond would mm. affect her or just affect your pet, and then how the heal would be divided up if it did affect Haiti. So would you just get one chunky heal? Would you get two heals that are separate? Like, how would that work? So... That's kind of one of my big questions that I'm curious about. If that even was the case.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of the when they first announced the second pet, or I guess it was Data Mind actually. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the questions we were having. You know, How, especially for my perspective in PvP, that's very weird to think about. Is this an you know an unkillable or a pet I can't call back if I want to? Yeah, you know, I just have to leave it on somebody. The whole arena match or. Yes. No, uh, an a lot of the... questions.
2: I got an answer to the unkillable thing. Haiti can die. Right.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. She can take damage and die. If that happens, you get a two minute debuff and she she'll come back after that debuff wears off. So that's how that works. So it's not.
1: So, okay. so in other words, you couldn't like dismiss your
2: your your pet and then call it and then she'd spawn with him. No, it's like a debuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I had to kind of like force that situation to see what would happen because it's usually your main pet has the aggro or you do, Mm -hmm. but I I could see it definitely being a thing in PvP. Like people target Haiti, it's like haha, now you can't have her for two minutes,
0: right? Which really, that's been a complaint about DM hunters in PvP for a long time. You, there's no point in killing the pet because they res in less time uh, after the turns. So maybe that's a useful thing. I don't know.
2: And going back to healing in general, it's like you mentioned the new spirit bond. Like I really, really miss the old spirit bond. Like it's it's unbelievable how much how much do you miss that? Like once it's gone, like just yeah, even yeah. leveling, it's like I gotta like sit down and eat. Like, oh. are you kidding me? <laughs> I I
3: agree with you there, and we're not gonna have that new spirit bond because it's so far in the artifact tree. We're not gonna be able to have that benefit um you know when we're when we're leveling however uh just kind of doing some some basic thinking about it there are a lot of abilities that do affect the damage of kill command and so at a certain point if you did have a lot of gear it could be i mean it would have to be six percent to to be comparable to old spirit bond it would have to be six percent every time you use it, 6% of your total life, because Old Spirit Bond is 2% every 2 seconds, so Kill right. command's a 6 second cooldown. You'd have to be dealing, you know, you'd have to be getting 6% of your life back, but, which sounds like a lot, it, it probably is, so it's probably not necessarily as good as um Old Spirit Bond, but the thing with Old Spirit Bond is that it's always going to be 2% of your total, so no matter, you know, how much gear you have, it's always going to be, pretty okay versus Mm -hmm. this new spirit bond is like way more gear dependent. So if you have really good gear and you have like, you know, um, a bunch of, you have like three or three pack leader or four or three pack leader, which is the flat, you know, kill command increase. And then you throw in some of the legendaries, you know, one of which is, um, I think it, yeah. Dire beast reduces the cooldown of kill command by three seconds. So that's crazy. Yeah. If you think about that, I mean, you could theoretically have some pretty crazy incoming heals, but again, legendaries are probably almost impossible to get based on drop rates. So it's kind of a, a wishful thinking in a little bit of a sense.
1: Yeah, we haven't talked about those. Even um, might be worth it. <clears throat> there are like uh, we. I, I saw you posted these a little bit on your your site, Ben Deck. Um, those legendary items that'll be available throughout Miss or not mis- throughout Legion. But no details on how the, where you get them, right? We don't know yet.
2: They just, well, they just said you can get them from anywhere, like literally anything you do. <clears throat> it's just if you're in harder to harder content, it'll be a higher chance for you yeah. to get it. Um, speaking of, uh, hunter legendaries, one of the ones from the most recent build is a ring that essentially puts the adaptation talent on a ring. <laughs>
3: Yep. And then gives you 10% increased damage as well for your pet. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's adaptation rolled into a ring with a 10% damage increase all just tucked into that ring. That's going to be pretty much a, I mean, that's going to be a must have for soloing. Like that would just be so good if it, if it actually makes it to live like that. But
1: yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, I mean, those items obviously is getting as many of those as you can. <laughs> would probably you'd probably want to do that but i i would imagine it's just going to be insanely impossible to do that i mean you know probably, i i you would have to expect them to 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 make the drop rates to the point where it wouldn't even be worth farming right or just you know finding a spot to try and i'm sure people will but i yeah. mean just you know <laughs> which i don't think they want but you know cuz people will will sit there and kill anything for any amount of time if there's something cool like that uh that dragon mount that the in the veil for example you know trying to get those little crystal things to you know something like that and <laughs> people will do that stuff and those legendaries look pretty 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 overpowered so
2: mm-hmm. another one of the beast mastery ones is um when you use Beast wrath you and your pet gain 50 focus that's a belt not as exciting as the other ones but still pretty cool right um, there's also a, a helm that when you feign death, you get 20% health healed. Mm-hmm. And it also says you get 20% health per second while you're feigning death.
3: Yeah, nice. that one's pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. as well.
2: No way that's real. <laughs>
3: yeah, that that's just, I don't know, that sounds pretty high. 20% a second that you're feign death. Like,
1: <laughs> I know, it's like, yeah, feign death becomes your, you know. Super. Yeah, I, forget, <laughs> I forget who
2: said it, but it's basically: you're in a raid, you just go feign death in the fire and top the healing meters. Yeah. <laughs> basically unkillable. Oh, another thing: more healing stuff. Glyph of Mending nowhere to be seen.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. They uh, glyph of mending's not not there anymore. Um, it was. It was supposed to be, I think what it was supposed to be is in the last build, there was something called natural mending, which was a trait that gave you plus 25% healing on men pet up to, up to three. Um, and then that's not in the artifact anymore. And now they have that hunter's advantage. So they gave you a damage reduction and they removed that like increased pet healing thing. So that's kind of not so good, but yeah. But I will say the the uh, the level one hundred talent, the aspect of the beast. If you have your pet in tenacity, every time you use kill command, you get a you know a, a I think it's a fifteen percent damage reduction mm-hmm. for the last six seconds. So you pretty much have a constant fifteen percent damage reduction on your pet on top of your already existing cooldowns. Which is again kind of leading back to my point why I'll take that infinite misdirection over a damage reduction cooldown misdirection any day because I don't. Need that? I already have a fifteen percent damage reduction cooldown up on my pet constantly. If I'm tenacity spec, so
1: right. I mean now, because without that misdirection, you know, you've got to you know throttle your DPS, so to speak, and you really don't want to have to do that. (laughs) Right. Nice, just to go all out. Know that you know all that DPS you're doing is also generating threat for your for your pet. You know.
3: Yeah. Especially if you're in a fight with a lot of new targets coming in (laughs) and you're trying to all get them to attack your pet. It's just going to be one giant headache, so I'm really hoping they... A lot of people have mentioned that, though, that they don't understand why infinite misdirection isn't a thing anymore. So hopefully it's just the glyphs not being in and it's not them, you know, just throwing it out.
2: So. Well, they'd have to add it in. It's either like a baseline thing or an artifact trait. Because major glyphs, they don't, they're not coming back.
3: Right, just the, like, the minor ones that are going to be baked in or whatever, so.
2: Yeah, the, the minor ones are mm-hmm. all cosmetic, so.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm really holding out for that, because, yeah, just new targets, any kind of targets, really, that's just going to make soloing a giant headache again if they don't do that.
1: And, I mean, there's, there's no chance that, uh, survival sort of becomes a a viable soloing spec in 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 legion have you looked at it at all or
3: i have and that's that's what i feel kind of awful about in a sense because i've talked to um a lot of hunters and i did talk to some hunters at blizzcon about this but like a lot of people don't like soloing in Beastmastery, they can't stand it, and I, I <laughs> I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I'll just always play whatever is the easiest to do, and whatever makes the most sense, so I'm always going to play Beastmastery, and it's looking quite obviously like that is if there's any solo spec in Legion it's, it's going to be Beastmastery, and the reason I'm kind of feeling bad for the people that don't like to play Beastmastery is because they're pretty much not going to have a choice anymore unless they Severely out gear and encounter. I mean, survival has pretty, pretty bad threat. Even with flanking strike doing like a 400% threat mechanic to the, to whatever target, it's, it's not there. You know, marksmanship doesn't have a pet, right? So <laughs> you pretty much don't have a choice but to play, mm-hmm. but to play Beastmastery. And there's a lot of people nowadays that, they don't really like to play Beast Mastery. They can go into, like, Tier 14 or Tier 15, and they can solo in Survival, right? They can solo in Marksmanship. In Legion, you you pretty much do not have a choice. Like, you either go with a Petless spec, and you'd have to outgear the encounter severely, or mm-hmm. you'd play Survival, and you'd just have a heck of a time. So, yeah, I feel bad for those guys, but... Cool.
1: Well, let's talk about some of the new pet families that they, they introduced or are getting ready to introduce anyway. This was, it's always fun, right? You know, they, they do this every, every expansion. We seem to get, you know, two or three and it looks like Legion's, uh, no exception here. So, uh, Nick, why don't you talk about this a little bit?
2: Yep. So they have started to add new pet families, which is, you know, it seems every expansion we get at least a couple. So the first one is Oxen, which includes. Shovel tusks from Northrin, just the guys with the huge horns on their head. Um, yaks from Pandaria and muskin from Broken Isles, which are kind of just like yaks. Um, you know, a lot of hunters have been requesting those for a long time, especially yeah. those shovel tusk things. Yeah, I've always liked the shovel tusks. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of fun. <clears throat> I always like the way yaks. The yaks are pretty cool. I tamed a couple of those and they, they're like these little pint sized guys, like little <laughs> pint sized tanks that run around. And they kind of, hobble around, it looks really funny. Are we um, are we ever gonna be able to ride our <laughs> pets? <laughs> I, I hope so. It seems like they're taking these mounts and then just uh making them into pets. <laughs> yeah. Um so the other new family is scale hides, which includes Kodos, Mushan beasts or Mushan beasts, and thunder lizards and stegodons. So those are the and, big guys.
1: Yeah, those are cool. I mean, kodos have been around. I mean, and some of those are, and then well, the Mushan were from Mister Pandaria, so they're. Yeah. I think you'd pointed out that some of the models, of course, are looking somewhat dated, but still, it's yeah, the, something the unit, Thunder unit lizards
2: care. are like 2004 models. Yeah. They're they're yeah. a little dated, but I mean, they just they probably just added them just because it's like people wanted them, so what? Why not? Mm-hmm. There's already some dated pets anyway. Yeah, the but, kodos actually have new models though in Legion. They look pretty nice. Yeah,
1: I like like that. And so when you say they have new models in Legion is that but that's are they updating the existing models kind of like what they did with the bears or are they yep. just going to have okay. Cool.
2: Um which I think is cool. I like that like the fact that they do that. Yeah, and both of these new families they're not exotic so survival contain them too. Um what else? So the, those are the well we already know about the mechanical family. Um, in the latest build, you can tame a, a few mechanicals. I tamed like a, a mech chicken and a couple of mechanical striders. That was pretty cool.
0: Now I there... to...
2: Go ahead. I had to be in Gnome to do it because, um, like I don't have that engineering item yet,
1: but was there anything special about them? Were they like taming challenges or were these just like
2: straight up go up there and, and, and tame them? These are just straight up tames. Um, there's a couple in like, um, I forget block modan that's that's where the only ones are right now and just i get the idea that the feeling that they're sort of in the middle of enabling all this stuff when the build was pushed out so we'll get more over time has anyone tried but, to tame a fel reaver yet i really want one of those as a bet i was no, gonna ask
1: if
3: anyone's tried to tame Allegon yet because <laughs> he's a mechanical but is oh, he a
1: mechanical oh that would be awesome
3: <laughs> yeah are you saying though that you uh, you just made a pre-made gnome and it had that uh, that thing already built in now, Bendek? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yep, I just made a okay. pre-made level 100 gnome.
0: So
3: once yeah, you, uh, they didn't have it before, but I'll have to I'll have to do that and go out and tame some mechanical things too and give it a shot.
0: Once you tamed one, Bendek, did those two gnomes in the hunter class hall stop making fun of you for not being able to tame them? <laughs>
2: That's a good question because I haven't visited the class hall with this one because I just made a fresh one to go try it out. But that'd be funny if they had different dialogue for that.
0: Yeah, I wonder what they'll say. They're kind of asses, but you know. Yeah, right. every
2: time you walk in, they're like, "Oh, look at his weapon!" But can he tame a can he tame a mechanical chicken? <laughs> Something like that. Um, so, other new pets: the, the sand reavers. Um, you can tame them now. They're just part of the Silithid family. Um, the sand ravers are uh the one example is that i tamed was the first boss from aq20 yeah it's creepy looking by the way
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh there's also mana worms which are the serpent family and they're they they float like the other those arcane worms that we can already mm-hmm. tame but they're um they're smaller and they don't they look actually look a lot better because they don't jerk around like the arcane worms um, yeah, that's all All for now for new pets. But that's still but, uh, pretty good. I assume yeah. no no new stable slots yet at this point, but... No. Still a lot of up, a lot of up in the air with pets, like, because they took away all the raid buffs, so mm-hmm. now we have all these pets that have no abilities, and I don't know if they're gonna, what they're gonna do with that. Like, I assume exotic pets will still get their special stuff, but and you still have some regular pets like turtles and stuff like that, that have these special abilities. So,
1: I mean, do those look know. like they're
2: working those abilities or are they been removed? Uh, no, they work. It's just buffs have been removed. That's mm-hmm. all. Which is fine. I mean, in
1: the sense that, you know, the, 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 it's not like they're taking away the ability for us to buff or debuff. They're just removing those from the game. Right. Uh, across the board. Which, which is why they've taken them away from the pets, which is fine, but it, but it but it was sort of like a big it does make it sort of feel like there's like a big gap in terms of well, their their usefulness, I guess. But I don't know. I guess it's kind of like it way the way it used to be. So I mean, it wasn't like you know the pets true. didn't do do much other than stand by our side and fight. And,
2: well,
1: yeah, I would say they that. were more cosmetic than anything, but that that's not true at all. During Wrath of the Lich King, I mean, they had DPS. <laughs>
2: issues, but uh I just I just want them to give him
0: another dance <laughs> like the foxes
2: yeah
1: but that's it I mean our have we seen any tameable moose at all or they like make them no. the deer family or whatever they are whatever family that is I mean they could just lump them in there for, for the
2: heck of yeah, it yeah I think those would be stags you just can't mm-hmm. tame anything tame anything on the broken owls right now it's just they haven't enabled it or fixed the bug that prevents it,
1: but it's good, yeah, I always wonder if it's time to make like the pet stable be more like the the mount you know storage or something like that, but I think the probably the problem with that is there's like a finite number of mounts and things that you can get, whereas pets i mean there's no limit. <laughs> Like, I don't know, you know, they have no no way of controlling that if they were to make it sort of that sort of interface, just let it grow indefinitely. Because you could just, you know, tame the same pet, like, as many times as you want, theoretically. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know that they could actually make the interface be like that. Although it would be nice to do it just from the sense so you wouldn't have to visit a stable master to, to, to swap out pets that you're carrying around.
2: Yeah, when they that new glyph they're making for Dire Beast, mm-hmm. um, like Celeste said that it pulls it pulls beast from your stable. Like, I don't know if he meant your actual stable or like your other four active pets that you have yeah. on you. Like if it's from your stable, that's pretty crazy because like every time you cast Dire Beast, it'd be like a new beast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would think it would be be your active stable, but that's a good question. I mm-hmm. mean are, are the same stable masters seem to be more prevalent this time around I mean it was fine i I didn't have a problem with it miss Pandaria, but with this expansion it was just like very hard to, to find one not that it mattered a
2: whole lot because we played so much time as marksmanship with Lone wolf but still yeah I <laughs> oh. haven't paid much attention I mean there's one in the hunter class also I guess it's all that matters <laughs> they they could easily resolve it with like a guild chest summon type spell like summon a summon a local uh stable master or something like that. On a five minute cooldown. wish they would do that. Actually, I thought we had
1: something like that at one point in uh, wrath of the Lich King.
0: Yeah, you're right. What was that called?
1: I, I can't remember, but I think it pretty much gave me. And again, it was a much smaller stable and everything at that point. But I'm pretty sure we we had some sort of ability. Uh, you know, I forget what it is off the top of my
2: head, but. Are you sure? And in, in wrath. I thought that's when we were limited to like three pets. Or three or four pets. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Oh, another thing, pet wise, is the new Stampede is totally different. So, what did they you... change there? That's a good. Yeah, basically, now Question. it just summons random beasts, and they they charge forward.
0: They should um, kind of get waves of charges.
2: Yeah, and they hit anything in their path, so it's sort of AOE but it only lasts for about 10 seconds instead of 40 seconds. And it doesn't use your own pets. It's just, it looks cool, but I don't know. What well, do you it, think of it shoot?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it looks cool. Like you said, it doesn't, it probably has even less functionality though, from a, from a solo perspective than it did before. Cause it used to, It used to kind of function as a, like a, kind of like a taunt, and then they nerfed it a little bit more, and it still kind of, still kind of would work like a taunt. They're still guardians, although they're temporary guardians, and now I haven't, I honestly haven't used it, like I've seen a video of how it works, and I'm pretty sure those aren't guardians, those are just things that, you know, charge from the outside and just do some damage, so... More like
0: a murder of crows.
3: More like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly, so... But I've been using uh for leveling at least I've been using that killer cobra talent on that uh, tier instead of stampede or uh, aspect of the beast. So,
2: yeah that that talent's pretty op right now. It feels it feels yeah.
3: (laughs) For soloing, I I might even use it because if it resets your kill command and kill command is healing you with spirit bond, and then you're also if you have that legendary, so you're having Tons and tons of kill commands. Like, three-second kill commands at the most with consecutive kill commands at the best. Healing you for just chunks of heals. That would be pretty pretty insane. So, either of those might end up being pretty good.
0: Have you looked into uh, Stomp as a kind of AOE uh, aggro for yeah.
3: your Fire Beast? Yeah, I've played around with it a little bit. I really need to get that character up to... My plan is to get get a character up to at least 108 and maybe go back to like Pandaria and just see kind of how the functionality of beast mastery is right now versus kind of what it's where it's at on live and kind of just try and make a good comparison, but I haven't, that'd probably be a better, um, you know, place to test stomp. I, I did mess around with the stomp for a little bit, but I switched back to chimera just to make leveling easier. Cause if you yeah. don't have chimera, it's just such a pain to level right now. Even with Chimera, you're a little bit – have those little awkward gaps, so.
1: Well, we're a little bit over an hour here, and uh, I need to get going myself. But uh, if you guys want to continue and, and talk about Legion and things kind of like on a post-show basis, that, that's that's fine. I think mean, it would be fine. But other than that, maybe we should uh, wrap it up here and, and, and call this one a day. <clears throat> By the way, that ability was called – it was called, called Stabled Pet. Um, I, that's all that, delirium was pinging me about all the typing I was doing and I was trying to look that up because it was bugging me. But that's what it is because back, back in Wrath of the Lich King, you could only have one pet kind of active at any given time. And this just allowed you to pull your stable a- interface and then bring a pet out of the stable and then have like a five minute cooldown. So in a a sense, it became unnecessary when they allowed us to have five active pets. But we used to back then you only had one active pet (laughs) and it was a wolf. (laughs) So not too, too different from what it'll be, I guess, if you're a beast mastery hunter. But, uh, But I think that would be kind of a neat thing if you could actually call that stable while you're out and about now anyway. All right. On that note, you have been listening to episode 234 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark from the Brew from TheBrewHall.com and the brew Hall on Twitter.
0: I'm Delirium from ThrillofTheWild.com and at DeliriumHunts on Twitter.
2: And I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast, Blizzard Watch and BendakWow on Twitter.
0: All
1: right. Check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or add our RSS feed to your reader, and we'll have all these links available in the show notes.
0: If you have a question or a topic you would like us to announce on the show, email us at HuntingPartyPodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at huntingpartypod.
1: All right, stay thirsty my friends and remember to drink your dark blue lager.
0: la los
2: Keep your eyes on the beast.
1: All right. And, and and thank you shoot for for coming on and talking about uh extreme soloing in World of Warcraft. We really appreciate it and really enjoyed that today.
3: Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. so if folks out there uh want to know more about extreme soloing, where can they go to to learn that from you? Where can they where can they find out more about how to do that?
3: Uh, so you can check out my website. It's just com. Very original, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can check that out. Uh, I'm probably going to have um, a guide for Legion probably coming up as soon as there's a lot more concrete data and Mastery is a little more complete. And then uh, guides are up right now for mm, just about everything. And there's kind of a general guide there as well if you're... Um, Kind of just starting out with soloing, lots of good information. So definitely check check out huntersoloing com.
0: So yeah, cool, cool, awesome. Well, we'll thanks pu- a lot, man. Yeah,
1: thanks. Yeah, that was great, and we'll, we'll put we'll put links to those in links to those sites uh, in our show notes as well. So definitely, definitely enjoyed that, and uh, we'll get you on again uh, maybe as we get closer to Legion, get some more insight, and certainly once Legion starts, uh, love to hear from you and see what kind of new challenges you're able to tackle uh, in the next expansion.
3: Oh yeah, it's going to be good, for sure.
2: Cool. For Azeroth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
1: Ali. A little late. Thank you.
2: No, that, that was well, You guys good. were talking, so yeah. what was I supposed to do?
1: Your timing was great, though. You just you patiently just waited, and you fit room. it in at the perfect time there. Ah, well done. A life stealer That's just the cost To be an awesome song Option. B.M., M.M., and S.B. I can rock out any tree.
2: Never worried about my threat. Cause I've got F.D. and Mr. E.C. Catching loose mobs in my traps. I never miss cause Let's begin with Illidan, Osirian, and Gilgit, Magdemar, Asghalor.